0: My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Yoga Teacher Training Podcast, and today's episode is all about how to use Vedic Astrology to plan your classes. And before we get into today's episode, this is brought to you by the Mindful New Year Retreat, and online course. You can check it out at mindfulnewyear.com. And this is a overview for the whole year ahead based on your moon sign, your dosha, to plan your yoga practices, meditation, and routines, dinacharya. And so last episode of this podcast, I talked about using Ayurveda to plan your classes, your teaching. And now we talk about using Vedic astrology. So these are the three things that I mainly teach about yoga, Ayurveda, and Vedic astrology. Because this is all traditionally one thing. And if you go back to the Vedas, the Upanishads, the source texts of yoga, it's all very much intertwined. So Vedic astrology, if you're new to this, if you've never even looked at it or just curious about it, or how does this even relate to yoga, it's the Vedas. So the source texts of yoga are the Vedas, the four texts. And these are massive texts that are uh, They talk about everything to do with life. And this is where, maybe you've heard the Gayatri Mantra that comes from the Vedas. It's the first written use of the word yoga or yug, And this is, it starts to eventually move into uh, the Upanishads and more specific explanations of what yoga is to the Yoga Sutra. Uh, But there's a lot of things that branch out from there, from the Vedas. And Vedic astrology is one of those, or Jyotish, the science of light. So this is not about understanding, okay, so I'm an Aries and you're a Taurus and I'm this way and you're that way. That is a very, very surface level understanding of what astrology is and how the planets influence us. So in Vedic astrology, this is about the science of light. So understanding how light affects us and the light being uh, manifested as form and how that affects us. So the forms that mostly affect us, that most significantly affect us, are the grahas. Graha means to grasp and it means like something that's sort of containing and holding energy and the grahas are what we know of as the planets. So even way before modern astronomy and understanding that the earth revolves around the sun there was this understanding of that in vedic knowledge and vedic astronomy so they understood the grahas the planets and how they influence our life and experience here on earth because that physical form that matter has a density and a gravitational pull and it affects everything around it in the solar system Including the sun, all the planets that you know, the nodes of the moon, the north node and the south node, Rahu and Ketu. So, without getting way too far into the weeds today, just knowing that Vedic astrology is very much about how everything affects us and how it all can bring us closer to understanding our true nature, or the Atman within us, or the, the light within us. So, that's the real intention to not say that i'm this personality and i'm this way and like oh man that virgo is so ocd and she's always telling me what to do and she's so bossy and blah 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 you know or that pisces is so spacey you know this is all like a subversion of what astrology can be and it's it's a little sad you know it's it's there's so much depth to it that we could be using and vedic astrology what makes it really different than western astrology is not just these distinctions but that it goes by calculating the tilt of the Earth, as well, which astronomers, Western astronomers, didn't know for a long time. So, the, what we know of as astrology, like sun sign astrology today, is largely based on calculations from Babylon, which was a very advanced civilization for its time that they had back then, about 2,000 years ago. And they did not factor in the precession of the equinoxes. They didn't know about the tilt of the earth. So where we say Aries is now, or where we say Taurus is now, if you say the sun is in Taurus and the moon is in uh, Virgo, that's where the, that would be accurate 2,000 years ago. But the precession of the equinoxes and the tilt of the earth means that all of those signs have moved back now several degrees. Every 72 years, it's another degree. So at this point, it's almost a full sign difference between the two zodiacs. So this is what was challenging for me when I was studying Western astrology many years ago. They would say, okay, well, now Pluto's here and Mars is here, and you know, this is what's happening. And I wanted to know, like, okay, well, how can I see that? Like, how can I learn this stuff? Like, do I need to get a telescope? How can I see where the planets are? So I'm not dependent on some like horoscope in the newspaper like i want to learn this stuff and that's where i hit my limit of like of following that path because you can't observe it like western astrology says the sun is in aries but it's just not like you look up at the sky and it's not there it's it's 27 or it's almost 27 degrees now back from aries so it'd be in pisces so this is where i started to look at other things and this is where i got interested in vedic astrology and then seeing that i was so much interwoven with yoga and meditation and there within vedic astrology there's something called yogas and drishtis so when two planets are together or there's cert- certain sort of aspects and uh, conditions to make different yogas there's a lot of yogas and then there's uh, like when a planet's looking at another planet that's called a drishti rather than like in uh, western astrology there's like oppositions and quincunxes and sextiles and all these different angles it's a lot simpler in vedic astrology and uh, i think when you once you start to get it you can just look at a chart and understand but all that to say that it's a it's a very interesting system and i was very skeptical because it's like wait a minute i've known my sun sign and i am an aries and i'm this Uh, but then i did a reading with a a great astrologer named matab benton who wrote a book called Astrology Yoga that I definitely recommend and he was a mentor to me for many years and I did an apprenticeship with him and studied with him and got readings from him and like the stuff he said was just so on point that I knew there was something to it and he's been a yogi for 30 plus years so there was uh, that aspect where he could say okay well this is happening well you could do this meditation for 30 days or you could do this mudra this pranayama this mantra And I love that stuff. And that's where it really applies to what I'm sharing today, that for everything that's going on astrologically that's influencing us, that may be bringing us further away from our own light, maybe making it more challenging for us, bringing more obstacles in our way, or making it a little easier, bringing more uh, connections and experiences that can help bring us more in alignment with ourselves. Always, these things ultimately despite what I just said, it's ultimately all for our own alignment and truth. So even when there's challenges and obstacles and delays and setbacks and things that we think are insurmountable or think that are like, why me? Why is this happening to me? like that's where it's breaking down your ego and like saturn is a great example of that it brings limitations discipline it requires you put in hard work and service and your ego is destroyed by saturn and if it's not your ego gets stronger and it becomes why me poor me i'm a victim and you become more attached to that side of your ego that this is all happening to me and i'm struggling whereas saturn could also be teaching us right and we have free will so it could be teaching us that we are not our identity and it could take away your relationships and jobs and experiences and things that we held as truth and fact and this is who i am and this is what my life is about and saturn says no it's not like it's going to take that away and there's a major transit happening for saturn this year. It's starting a whole new two and a half year cycle. So we're coming, like if you're listening to this live in uh, December 2019, we're just about to the end of a two and a half year cycle with Saturn. So I share about all this stuff on my Vedic Astrology podcast. It's called Quiet Mind Astrology. You can listen to that wherever you find this show. But without getting too far into that, just knowing that there are major transits that are always happening and they're always influencing us, whether we are aware of it or not. Uh, And the more I think we do yoga practices, meditation, things that bring you in alignment, it doesn't have to be any specific style, I don't believe. I don't believe you have to do one thing and that's the only way you're going to get into alignment and your intuition will turn on. I don't believe that at all. I believe it's all individual and personal and like you'll find your practice. Uh, But as you start to become more attuned to these changes and transitions in your life, in yourself, and then you look back at the astrology like, oh, that's interesting, that was happening, and I can see how that influenced things. And then you can start to look ahead and say, okay, well, this big change is coming up, and I can see how that could possibly influence this decision I'm gonna make. And then your yoga practices can be about becoming in alignment and and right relationship to these things. For example, like this morning, I did a mantra for the sun, to strengthen the sun in my chart because of some transits that are going on in my life right now to make sure that my sun is really strong and i did a ritual for jupiter because i'm you know i'd be teaching a lot today and recording this podcast and doing things related to jupiter which are this wisdom and the guru so in my podcast uh quiet mind astrology that's going to be the best place to really pick up like okay what's going on this year without getting you know because i could that's another 10, 15 minutes just to explain what's happening right now in the transits. And if you're listening to this well into the future, just go to the Quiet Mind Astrology podcast, see what the horoscope is. If you don't like my style, find another Vedic astrologer. If you think Vedic astrology is total hogwash, then find a the Western astrologer. But you can you can sequence and plan your teaching and your practices based on these things. And it's powerful. So like for me, when I was out of alignment with astrology and my own path my own intuition, my own insight, that's when I struggled the most. And like setbacks and challenges would come and I would think, why? And this this sucks. This is tough. And I started to think more of like, okay, well how could this be happening for me? And what could I be learning here? And what is being taken away from my own growth and my benefit? And how is this a great thing that's happening? And that's the kind of perspective that astrology can give us and it can help us work with it so we know we've got a tough saturn transit coming up so we can have a really solid dedicated consistent practice because saturn rewards hard work and patience and there's no quick results there it's just slow patient steady consistent hard work so you could set up a regular daily practice to be in alignment with that or if it's mercury the air element having a mantra practice or doing mantras. So planning to do mantras around the time when Mercury's retrograde to work with that energy, right? These are some examples are when the sun is debilitated or not at strongest, like sun in Libra in uh, that time of year. So you could do things to strengthen the sun and do sun mantras or sun mudras. I will give these things in my horoscopes every month. So that's the best way to keep up with it. In my annual horoscope, I give some overview general things for the year, Uh, but as you start to learn these things, then you, so really I I didn't want to be dependent on any one teacher. I wanted to learn the skills and definitely work with teachers as long as I needed to to get those skills uh, and then come back to them when I need to. Uh, but to have it within me that i can say okay this is what's happening astrologically right now and i can see it i can open up the night sky app and look at it i can open up my astrology software and look at it and see what's going to be most beneficial likely this time of year and it takes time to learn these things but you can learn them And I'll be teaching them all throughout the year on the Quiet Mind Astrology podcast, totally free. So you can just keep up with those and adjust your classes and try things that I share. And then if it works for you, maybe share it with other people. All right, so I hope this has been helpful for you. And I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you're enjoying it as a thank you to you, and if you want to leave a review to this podcast, you're entered to a drawing to win access to the Mindful New Year online course. The winner will be decided on January 10th, 2020. If you're listening to this after that, you could still leave a review. You could still share this with a friend. But if you do that before then, if you leave a review on this podcast or either of my other two podcasts, Quiet Mind Yoga and Quiet Mind Astrology, you am entered to win access to Mindful New Year, where I share in detail the specifics of how to do all this stuff otherwise just follow this podcast follow the quiet mind astrology podcast and you'll get the main bits over the year ahead all right thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day